This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Laurie Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. Back to the stories. This is the fun stuff. This is why we're here. And for this week, starting with Alex, uh, someone I worked with a few years back, and I think you may be able to notice that we were definitely able to have some good chats, and this is no no exception. It, we had a great chat, and we talked for, I think, a solid hour and a half, and then we went off, off the air, and we started talking about concussions, and I put the audio back on, and we talked, I think, for another half an hour. So we've got a lot of good audio and recording from Alex. I think I'm going to break it up into three parts of Alex. So for this week, it's part one. Now, he's he's wonderful because he's from the UK. One of the reasons I wanted him in is because I've been watching a lot of this stuff and I haven't gotten enough information yet, but I tried to do a little research in terms of the GCSEs in the UK and some of the changes they're making to accommodations for students with learning disabilities and differences that are actually going to have a very negative implication and specifically for dyslexic students. So I've been a little bit going crazy over that and trying to figure out a little bit more about that. So I wanted him to come in and talk about that because when we work together, lots of talk of the GCSEs and he has the most wonderful, beautiful British accent. And I have to say, and I'm very serious when I say this, but the word dyslexia, when it's said by someone with a British accent, really literally just softens it to the most beautiful word that it is. So I really love that about that. He um, also has a few things in terms of being from the UK when he talks about papers. He's talking about tests. So when he says, I did a bunch of old papers, he means he's, he's, uh, he's done some old tests to practice. When he talks about prep, he's talking about homework. This is for all of us here in, in North America. And um, so that was interesting. When I first met him at our first meet, I was chatting with him and we were looking at his stuff and getting our head around everything. And I was sort of figuring out his learning profile. And he was talking about it. And I finally looked at him. I said, dude, are you dyslexic? And he looked right at me and he said, yes. And I said, hallelujah. And when he's heard me say that, he literally looked at me and said, well, that's a first. But I think over the time that we worked together, he, re- he recognized that I really did mean that. And I was extremely happy that he was one of my dyslexic students. I learned so much from him. He's very prolific on the wall in my office. He's come up with some crazy, incredible, creative, intuitive stuff. And we don't really get into hashtag Alex Math in the part one here today. But for, I think it's in part two or part three, we really sort of delve into the whole hashtag Alex Mathness of him. So that's, that's really fun too. And um, let me think. I think that's about it. Oh, no, there's one part... When I was working with him too, he would really, really talk so highly of a school, a boarding school that he'd been at in the UK. And when we were recording the podcast, he kind of sort of said, you know, can I mention the name? And I said, you know what, if any dyslexic student of mine has something amazing to say and has praise for an academic institution that they feel has done right by them, I said, hell yeah, go ahead. And so Bernabe, he talks a lot about that and he just has only amazing things to say about it. So I think that's fantastic. I said, go for it. Give them a shout out. And I guess then from there, we have, uh, I guess, Alex's takeaway trio for part one. 
I'd say for Alex, it's been interesting that the environment is extremely important, meaning that where he does the work is extremely important. The setting, that it's focused, that it's compartmentalized, that that is designated work environment for him is, is really crucial to his completing you know, his work effectively. And not only that, the tran- transition from, let's say, school to home, if you will, in terms of the physical transition is also very difficult in terms of the mental transition to sort of keep up that academic focus and drive, including in what he talks about is uh, the class size and support that he had at Burnaby, very small class sizes. Obviously, this is optimal for everyone, and yes, schools work within constraints, but for him, the class sizes there were about, he said, I think, a, a max, I think he said a maximum of 11, and they had a teacher and a support person in the classroom working interactively and dynamically with all the students in the class. So I thought that was, that, I thought that was brilliant. Number two, takeaway trio for Alex would be uh, really having specific and explicit directives, directives for the expectations of a test, directives for the expectations in an assignment, um, direct, explicit process steps written out and that they can follow that really is necessary for a lot of my students to be able to complete the task as required and effectively showing what they, what they can in their best light. I guess the third thing would be that I picked up on this first piece here would be really repetitious practice. Alex, when I worked with him, oh my gosh, really, 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 really needed a procedural memory aid. He could not remember the process of anything, what came before what. Now, interestingly, when I asked him about that in this recording, uh, and we go back to sort of when he was prepping for the GCSEs in the UK, that he did repetitious, repetitious practice of old tests. Now, the interesting thing about that, I think, is the repetition led him to the processes being, if you will, memorized or um, sort of internalized and automatized. And it's interesting because when he was doing the old tests, I believe they were in the very similar format that what he was going to see. So it was a very familiar format when he came into the test scenario, even though the questions weren't the same, but the format was very much the same. And um, so I think that was very important. I guess the last piece would be for this one is that he had such low predictions for his outcomes in the GCSEs because he was in a certain lower set based on previous, you know, sort of academic results. And I did ask him if he thought there was a lot of dyslexics in that group. And we talked about that a bit. But for me, um, he exceeded all expectations and did extremely well in those. And at one point, this is the quote of the day for me. I said, he said something about all, all, you know, all the smart kids in the class. And I turned to him and I said, you are one of the smart ones, Alex. And then he says, turns out, yeah. So for me, that is a a beautiful takeaway. Alex Math, part one. Enjoy. Alex. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You made it. Finally, yeah. (laughs) You kill me. You kill me, you kill me, you kill me. Because I was just saying... Right when you walked in, I was going to start this with the busing. How many times have I tried to get you in here? I'm really happy you're here. This is very yeah. exciting. Very, very <laughs> exciting. Thank you, thank you. This is great. I'll tell you why in a sec. But um, I was going to start with the busing. Okay, you were supposed to come like at Christmas or March break. Yeah, no, I've just been... It's weird. Literally every time, it's like the one day 
where I'm busy. And this week, I kind of haven't been busy, but I've had these... I'm, I did, like, I'm doing a workout class thing. Okay. And luckily today she cancelled because everyone's going back to school. Right, So exactly. it's literally, like, on Wednesday it was just me, and she absolutely <laughs> killed me, but, yeah. Is it a group thing? Yeah, group thing. Oh, that's, that's fun. It's like, um, because my company my dad works for, part of the movement package from England to here is that they pay for, like, a club. If oh, that makes sense, oh, so like a gym. you told me that. So I'm part of this thing, and I didn't even realize till this summer that they do these classes. So nice. Might as well. I'm not. Really might as well make much. use of it. Yeah. Absolutely. But what is your deal with? Why can't you manage the buses around the, here? The buses are. Well, the bu- the <laughs> the bus that I take is always half an hour like intervals. I was just so I was just really gonna awkward. say when, when I was every time you missed and then you missed and you didn't have a ticket then this then that and then today I was like I said I said. You know, he's not even going to remember. And then you text me. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and then and then I get in here and I get that. Well, I'm running a little late. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. A little late. <laughs> a little late. And then when you said I missed minutes. my bus, I was like, I know what that means. That's a 30-minute. That's another 30-minute yeah. delay. I don't know what's with that bus. It's a great bus, but it's 30 it's, minutes yeah, apart. It's just it's just really awkward time because it's that's the amount of time it would take me to just walk here. It's 30 <laughs> minutes. So there's no point in waiting for it. Exactly. So, and I ended up waiting 10 minutes because sometimes, at least in the winter, it, it's like 10 minutes either side. It right. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't always come when no. it's supposed to. But sometimes it comes earlier. So I'm just, I, I got there on time. <laughs> I was just standing there for a good 10 minutes. I see like the, um, some girls at the local school just walking past staring at me like, what the fuck is this guy <laughs> doing? <laughs> standing here. Oh, yeah. that's funny. I know it's a tough one because you're you're standing there and you're like, so did I miss it? Yeah, or is it still and coming? so I, so I just I decided I'm gonna have to commit to walking. It's a lovely day. So. It's a lovely day, and I know the other day was rainy, and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna make him walk in the rain. But, <laughs> but um, I I you I literally like I just laughed out loud when when I got the text. <laughs> like I missed the bus, and I'm like, are you kidding me again? Yeah, it's, yeah, oh, I had to, that's funny. I just I just gave up on trying to get him, so I just skateboarded. To yeah, exactly. I, I remember. I couldn't be asked. I remember, and like I said, it's so annoying because it's such a good bus. It's yeah. such a good bus, but but it, it's it's very random. Then we so. then we got in trouble because I would put my school stuff in the locker, and I'd get changed at the school. Right. From because obviously I don't want to. I'm not going to skate there in my school clothes because it gets all sweaty and stuff. Exactly. And I and I just get and. I just got in so much trouble for just getting changed in the locker room. I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> Isn't that what a locker room's for? Yeah, but... Well, they're, a bit, they're not really sports locker rooms. They're a little bit more open. Yeah, I guess it's a bit weird for some guy to just be in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Alex. Like I'm, I'm real quick at it. <laughs> oh, Alex, you haven't sure. changed much. Listen, I have to tell you, this is why... There's so many things I want, and that's why I put it on right away. Um, but there's like three main reasons I really want to, to get you here. Uh, number one, I want, I want to hear everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Now, if we have juicy gossip, we'll go OTR. <laughs> we'll go OTR after the podcast. <laughs> but, um, but everything in terms, I haven't seen you for a while. Like I, a year? Yeah, yeah, about. It's been a year. Yeah, but, been, so I want to hear everything where that's going. I also, you're, you're so classically mathlexic, it's insane. <laughs> so I, I know people are going to relate to that, and I think that's beautiful. And, and that rolls into really what's where I really wanted to get you before you went off to boarding school again, yeah. is when we were working together, there was a lot of talk from you of the GCSEs. And I was like, what the yeah, hell is this GCSEs. kid talking about? I don't know what these things are. You know, I, I got a bit of my head around what 
they were, right? Like yeah. high school, um, standardized testing, leaving in the UK yeah, so you can yeah, get out yeah. of high school. I mean, we all have the same thing everywhere. They're called different mm-hmm. things. So I sort of had my head around that. And lately, in all the stuff that I pay attention to with dyslexia and all this stuff on, online and Twitter and everything, there's a lot going. I don't know if you paid attention, but there's a lot going on right now in the UK. I tried to yeah, get yeah, yeah. I tried a lot to get of changes. Yeah, I, I, I tried to do some research, and I don't. I didn't get as much research as I got wanted to. I can't quite find out what these reforms are. In my opinion, what I'm picking up is that they're going to be extremely detrimental to anyone with a learning difference, and especially someone with dyslexia. Yeah. I think they sure. may have removed I was, access I was to some of the accommodations. Lucky, yeah. Do you know? I I was very lucky because I I did the GCSEs the year. Like before the changes came. Okay, oh, so no, this after, is, yeah. but this is not—is this not recent or is it—is there it's more now? It's really recent, but there's so, more now. I think. So it, I it keep think changing so. it. That's the thing because they they think it's too easy because everyone's doing well in it, so they make it more difficult. And right. The problem is, which is fair enough, is that a lot of people that um, don't actually have learning difficulties, they'll go and they'll go to a psychiatrist or whatever, and they'll basically just pay and. They'll give them the diagnosis the parents want, basically, because they want an excuse. So their board has like noticed how all these people are getting a, a massive amount of extra time. Right. But it's just it's just really unfair to people like you know, obviously I mean that actually have it and it's exactly. and I, it takes me ages just to finish one paper. And... I've worked with you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I know. So I do want to get into all that because I did print this up and this is interesting and a lot of what you say I think is starting to happen across the board. Everybody wants to get into schools and so they want the best for their kid yeah, and they're all getting not, these you know and, and yeah, but but I, I do I really want to unpack all that because that's huge and I did print this up but I didn't get as much information as I wanted to oh and the last thing the reason I want to do and it's because everyone in here misses your accent all the girls oh, yeah. are missing your accent <laughs> so I'll try not to do a bad one one girl uh, <laughs> maybe one in particular but I'll try not to do any bad British accents but literally like when you text me I read them. You read it with a <laughs> <laughs> I read it with a British accent. And I think the, la- the one of the ones I got last year, right after you left, was, um, and I'm going to try not to do it in a bad British accent, but it was like, I was like, hello. <laughs> what maths am I supposed to be in? And I was like, da da da, yeah, you're supposed to be in the CST, whatever, grade 11. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, I don't think so. I think I'm in the wrong <laughs> maths. Oh, well. I was. I was. But, so I want to get to all that, but I think what I want to do is, is um, I, I like, like roll us back way, way back. Because I, I, I get you know, <laughs> way, way back, like part one, Alex, the early yeah, years. So I first. <laughs> like way, way back. Because I don't maybe know that much um, oh, okay. of that piece. And I so, think that's an interesting part for everybody. When I was in England, I, I used to go to a really like, not, not a, not one of those, uh, it's hard to explain, it's kind of like a niche school, not um, re- not not expensive at all, actually. Right. Um, but was it was, it a, private it, it was a private school, okay. but it was like, compared to most schools here, it's, it was like nothing. Right. And um, we used to go there, and obviously teachers were, I was doing really badly, okay. and teachers were having, goes at, like, having a go at me, I was in detention all the time. And oh. this is, I was young, so. Oh, Alex, was so but. In all fairness, I wasn't really working. I was messing around quite a lot. Yeah, but, it's, it's just that, that, but that's usually as a yeah, result of it, you know, things not working in. So and yes. eventually, I just I got um progressively. I just wasn't going as quick as the other kids because, right. like, that's when I found out I had dyslexia. We went to this amazing woman in London, who um, diagnosed me and stuff. It was it was it was actually a really fun trip. But 
<laughs> so you have good, it's a good time. That's good though. I like this. I like. But this. um, yeah, and, and I was just she realized how much struggle I was having just the reading part. Right. Like it's not the um, obviously I can understand the questions. Yeah. It, it's but it's just understanding the actual like reading and so like um, the mechanical like, aspects yeah, of reading. Exactly. Okay. And what grades would that have been? Oh goodness! So that was probably like Two. year four, so like Three, four. junior school. I'm not sure. What Aye, it is. What are you? <laughs> I, don't I was know like, probably, probably like six, seven. Okay, so yeah, so you're like in the early like grade one, grade two here in 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 North America. Yeah, and I wasn't, to be honest, they there was a like support program. Like every school has generally a support program for right. people that have like ADD or dyslexia, like me. And so I started going to that. Um, I think it was twice a week which probably nowhere near enough okay. than what I needed yeah probably and um, my mum noticed that I wasn't really I was, I was just falling more behind so we went to this great school um, I'm not sure if I can say the name but it, can say it, the it, it, great school called Bruin Abbey best best place I've ever been to best okay. school I've ever been to there you go all the teachers there were very passionate and they wanted to really help you and I went there and I basically they just fixed everything. Well, yeah. Obviously, I still have trouble now, but it's it's not really with the I can read everything. It just takes me longer. But it's right. more on the ADD side that okay. I have. Yeah. But Bruno was great. They had these massive forests, and every break I'd run out there and and we'd build bases with wood and stuff. It was it was really That's fun. That's amazing. I remember you telling me a lot about that. It's school. Exactly like Hogwarts, honestly. <laughs> Like the building's really old, ancient manor, and oh, that's fabulous! Yeah, it, it was there great. was a lot of sports there. Yeah, every every day, uh, you had to do it every day. Not a choice, but that's you played Quidditch, Quidditch, Quidditch. <laughs> a lot, a lot of rugby, cricket, and uh, football is the usual stuff I did. Right, but it was it was just that was mainly because of people. We had a lot of kids that had ADHD, mm-hmm. and if they didn't do sport and stuff, they'd be off the wall in class and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so, and then we had. Then I did these exams called CE. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what they stand for. <laughs> to be honest, extent. I don't remember those but, ones. But, but, that, but that's at the that's sort of at the end of. Yeah, that's or... that's like going into high school. I guess right. it's junior to high is right. those exams. Right. Would be the equivalent, and I did those, and I ended up going to another, um, another boarding school, but the the problem I did I didn't board the first year I was there. Right. So, uh, I, and what I realized is that I actually work a lot better when I'm like at the school, which just sounds kind of silly. But I got so used to waking up at the school, getting all my stuff done, and I, I was just like, so much more productive yeah. than if I had to travel home and travel back, and because I'd have to wake up earlier and. If I get 10 hours of sleep, I'm still tired. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, and I went there, it was. It was a good school. It wasn't. It's was nothing like Bruin Abbey, obviously. Right. But Bruin Abbey stopped at junior school. Right. So, so you had to move. On I had to, to move on. They, yeah. I didn't have a choice. But. But they gave you so going to that. Then when you said you went maybe twice a week, was that during the school day or was that after school with people? Or oh, how did uh, it work? Yeah, at the first school I was at, um, it was it was during school. Okay. I, during break, actually. So right. probably wasn't the best thing. Right. I'd I'd go there. Um, They'd try and teach me stuff. I'd have, I wrote in sand. That was often a thing. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I love like, that. I did the with my finger and stuff. So I was very kinesthetic. You were really yeah, yeah. It, I I had fun at it, but I didn't really 
it wasn't happening enough. I'm sure it was. It's a good program, right? But you prob- for, you probably I was, I was, more. yeah, I was really bad when I was younger, and but when I went to Brunabi, it was, it was like two teachers in a class of eleven. Oh wow! It was it was amazing. It was absolutely crazy because they had the main teacher and the assistant teacher, mm. and she'd be teaching, and the other one would come round helping us out if we were wouldn't like if we didn't read something on the board or right. anything like that, and it was just really good and in the classes I remember we had like this reading thing and everyone had to do at least like three hours of reading a week oh just just in class and like there was clubs and stuff where you'd read in as well and she'd there's like a little back room to every classroom mm-hmm. and she the assistant would take us one by one during each class okay and the classes are really well formatted where you can just kind of slip in and out okay. so it, it wasn't like oh you've missed all this you you're done for right, that type of thing. Right. But yeah, it was honestly just an amazing experience. Yeah, I remember I when I worked with you, you were definitely talking so well about that and yeah, I was so highly I just, about I that. can't recommend it highly enough. And I often, yeah. well, I, obviously I haven't been able to go back there, but I, I normally go to the old boy events. Right. They have like a cricket game, which is regular oh, in England, most schools do that. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me about yeah. that. But yeah, and then... Then so then you moved on to the, the other... So this was school. a boarding school, not boarding the first year. And it's very interesting, cause, and we'll get to that as we go into more of your stuff, part two, part three. <laughs> but um, but I, I think for you, when you say that like that, I know exactly what you mean for you. There was something about just, you know, it was compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah. This is my day. This is what I do. I wake up, I do this, I do that. It's just, it was, you get homework, and when I'm at home, it's just... It's not the right environment, I guess. Right. I think for me, like the environment I'm doing the work really matters. Mm-hmm. So, whenever I I went home, I just I just didn't want to do homework. Mm-hmm. It's just I want I had dinner and I wanted to sit and with my family and stuff. Yeah. But when I'm at school, it kind of I don't hit the like oh I'm home I don't need to do anything. Right. So it's because the home my home is not like a work environment it's like for most people it's well, like no, a exactly. more comforting exactly. relaxing place but at school it is a work environment and even though technically you're sleeping there and stuff I always feel like I can uh, do work mm-hmm. if that makes any mm-hmm. sense but that, that was the main problem I had here mm-hmm. um, when I was living in Montreal well I am living in Montreal but when I was <laughs> at school in Montreal right. I had a I had always had the problem of coming home and after sports and stuff, I just really didn't want to. No, you had a lot of trouble transitioning then, yeah, that, making no, that definitely. transition. Or, or keeping in the zone, as you made the, the, the physical space transition to home, you had trouble keeping yourself in a, in a work mentality. Well, it's weird because after Bruin Abbey, I went to another school, um, School Blocks, and um, it's a great school. Um, it's getting a bit... It's not. It's like most schools now. They seem to be taking in way too many students per class now. Yeah, that's too. Where bad. Um, I know for a fact, Bruin Abbey. One of the great things they did is that they, they lit. They kept it to like eleven. Okay. And that's it. Was really it's sought amazing. after. I was very lucky to get in. Yeah. Because there was a, I'm not sure if it was a big waiting list, but generally it's quite hard to get into it because mm. just such a small amount of students. I think it was only like a hundred kids there. Wow. And it's expanded over like four years, so yeah. Yeah, that's amazing though. And 11, 11, 11 students with two people working 
and it sounds like there was a lot of flexibility, right? You could, yeah. the, the person was helping, but not just you. So you never felt like, well, this is the yeah. assistant sitting next to me because I'm not the one that can keep up. And just sort of a little but, more yeah, dynamic, was, right? Fluid. They had these, at Bruin, they also did these trips completely free, not like at added expense. Like you didn't have to sign up and it cost oh. your parents extra money. Every year, each, like, um, form would go on a trip to a house in the south of France which the oh, owner wow. of the school owned um, a really nice chateau it was great we, it was just it was just a really good experience mm-hmm. just fun and it was kind of just one of those unique things and it cost the school probably quite a lot right but it, it really to get made you all, the so did you fly there no ferry you ferry ferry then um, train maybe a bus most okay. of the time but we we did take a train a couple of times to Paris and yeah it was it was Isn't just really amazing good. yeah I'm very intrigued by the school when yes, I go when I absolutely. go to when I go to the UK I'm gonna go and yeah you definitely and check it out I'm, I'm not sure who I know Alex <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the same I think it's the same headmaster Mr Floyd mm. who's um he he had this weird thing he, like he give you the eyebrow look it's really strange be <laughs> like you one of his eyebrows would go up. Uh-huh. And you'd instantly just stop what you were doing, just like get in line and stop. <laughs> he didn't have to say a word. Didn't have to say it was a word. Just the eyebrow. Just, yeah. Isn't that funny? But it's weird because when I was, I also when I went to Bloxham first year, I did very badly because mm-hmm. it's the same thing. I wasn't, I I first year I wasn't boarding. I was I was in and out. I right. occasionally I'd board so on a Friday. Yeah. So, yeah. or what they call it is a flexi. So like they stay a couple nights a week oh, and okay. some other nights. But, and I just, I wasn't really feeling it, and I was messing around a lot, just in general in class, and that first year, I I really, but then, the second year I was there, so, which was, I guess, fifth form, so that's just the year, just before GCSEs, Mm -hmm. um, I just really buckled down, because I was, I don't know why, it was this boarding school environment, Mm -hmm. and I was just very lucky to be in a room with, um, certain people that were just kind of constantly working okay I, I was roomed with um a boy called adam really really nice guy and he just i don't i don't know we have like these competitions on who can get better grades and it sounds so wow. silly because now i probably wouldn't do it but that really drove me and i ended up doing very well in my GCSEs off this kind of competition mentality I had. Wow. So that, that worked for you. But it wasn't ex- it wasn't imposed on you. No, from, no. From I, I chose. It was, yeah. It's like it was never an official, like, I bet you, I don't know, like 10 right. pounds that I'll beat your overall or something. It was more of, I'd see him get like an A and I got a, a B. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to spend an hour doing extra work in right. my book right. to try and beat him again. But yeah, it was. Oh, isn't that isn't that fun? So do you think that that was part of it? But I'm really that I'm sensing from you is the the really the environment. Yeah, like 100%. being immersed in it, not for you really works. Was there any other difference between first and second year there? Um. Like, did you get support in any way? Yeah, yeah. We, I, my French. I wasn't very good at French, obviously, because mm-hmm. like my English wasn't good. But second I, language is often tough. Yeah, yeah. especially for someone that's dyslexic and. They had a special room and everything, separate from the school actually. Just you had to walk across the street, and I'd I'd go there, uh, 
four or five times a week and that's like mm-hmm. on the that's on the timetable right like not out of my free not time not out of your free time yeah. and um i'd, of, I'd of, often go just for prep mm-hmm. like press another thing boarding schools often do is they set a time where you have to work mm-hmm. which is actually probably why i did so well actually now that i think about it uh it's two hours where you had to sit at a desk and you had to work that's it this was after the school day. Yeah, this is after. So, so I, I remember you talking about that prep, and I'm like, is it when you're done? But I think you're talking like homework. You were doing yeah, that was your homework exactly. time. Yeah, prep, but you got you call it prep. But you just even if you had no work, you were you required still, to be doing. So you'd end up a lot of people just a lot of people read a lot. Mm-hmm. So again, that it kind of like mm-hmm. moved back into I did my homework. Now I have to read. Right. And that, that improved but everybody was doing that. Well. There were, yeah. yeah, there's no FOMO. You weren't missing the, the soccer game <laughs> outside. Well, the <laughs> or thing the football is, outside. So school would normally, I guess, it normally end around six, but that's PM? not. Yeah, six p.m. Wow. And there was a Saturday school as well. Holy crap! <laughs> but wow. um, normally that's including sports though. So. Okay. Um, it was around four or five. You finish, and depending on like the time of year we'd go out and do sports because obviously okay. in the winter it gets darker quicker so the school has to move the sports slot up and then right. you'd eat. I found it really irritating that they started doing it but you'd go uh, uh, near the end of the rugby season we'd have to come in um, get, you know, after doing rugby training we'd, then we'd have to go back to class Oh. After, which wasn't probably the best thing but like they they had to because it was a yeah, big rugby the, school yeah. and you had to keep that kind of yeah, going that had to be a priority and you exactly. couldn't be doing that yeah. in, the, in the pitch black yeah okay. and it was just generally a lot of sport as well you had to do a sport mm-hmm. that seems to be a continuing theme mm-hmm. yeah like you had to do a sport every like, every, season. every 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 season you had to do something yeah. and every day you were doing a sport right so I guess it kept you fit mm-hmm. and it just kept me very active and kept my mind because mm-hmm. I feel one of the mistakes I made coming here to Montreal and just being a day student again mm-hmm. is I, I I did sports for the first season and then I just didn't do anything and yeah. my grades just went I know Cause we're going to talk weird, about that. Yeah. I wanted you to get into the GCSEs now. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to so, keep it in because <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Um, yeah, so yeah. let's... So, for the run-up for GCSEs, yeah. I was actually predicted... Because I was in the lowest classes. So what, what, how old are you when you take those? 16, like, 15. So, like, grade 10, 11 here? 10? Yeah, so 11. I think, yeah, grade 10 do a big Quebec... Yeah, exactly. Um, the exam. ministry it's, 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 it's similar to that. I'd say it's a lot more built up, though. It sounds like it it's is. It's a much bigger thing. And, it, and it's all it's all topics, like English, everything, maths, yeah. science, everything, right? Well, yeah, well, depends on what level you, you're doing. Okay. But because generally I was in the lowest set, because what they do is, for people that are smart, they'd be in set one, I'd be in set two, set three. It's not, you'd still do the exact same course, but it was just, just the different sets, which... Mm, might might not be the best thing, but I understand why they did it. Sets for the testing or sets for no, just cl- just classes. That's right. how they um cut up the classes. As you if are you... one of the smart ones, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, yeah. doesn't it? Yes. But that I actually ended up with some some other great teachers as well. I was, I was lucky again. Okay. But what they seem to do is they put the best teachers in the 
lower maths, well, which is at least that's good. wonderful because oftentimes they'll say, exactly, "Oh, you know, yeah. the lower maths or whatever, we're going to give it to the new teacher." Yeah. I think that's where you need the best math teachers. Yeah, well, but, I, I had a great physics teacher, mm-hmm. Mr. Stint. I think goodness, his name's slipping me, but very hands-on. He, he used to for force and motion and stuff. Yeah. He used to punch the wall and say the force like rebounds onto him, and he really punched <laughs> it like really, punched it. really hard. <laughs> and then a uh, great, I had a great math teacher that was kind of just like no like no messing around. Right. Just you need to know this, 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 this to get the good grades. Kind right. Of thing. And I feel like there's a lot of like waffle. If do you know the term like waffle? Yeah. Like just yeah. A lot of that are based around a lot of subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, that does not work for you. No, I really hate it. And, yeah. But with him, it was very. You got to know how to do that and this and okay. that's this part of the paper basically done. And right. He, he basically, what ended up happening for the last year, the year we're doing our GCSEs, is just mass papers we just did paper after paper after paper i remember you telling me a lot about the process and it was that was the probably the main reason i did really well right it's just i did about god i must i would in the run-up to the exam so easter time i still still like eight weeks away right i ended i was doing like five papers a week at least wow and then in my free time i'd also at prep i'd also be revising and doing papers Okay, and I know you told me so many times how helpful that was to you. And was that provided from them? Like, was, was yeah. Well, the thing is, they would often give us more specific papers. Right. So, um, like, if we as a class we were doing a certain topic, they'll give us a paper on that. Mm-hmm. Or, but obviously, with the like the last like three weeks before exams, they were just giving us straight papers. But okay. GCSEs, the great thing about them, they literally have the entire every paper ever sat is on their system which you can just print off for right. free so i i probably i did papers from like 2005 up to wow t- like 2016 so you were very familiar with the format that was going to come at that, you yeah and he i also was taught like with the math exam especially so mm-hmm. the first two pages is just easy marks very basic stuff right and obviously it gets more difficult as the paper goes on but as he literally t- taught us that just got to ace those two pages and that's like 30% of the grade right there. It's a big difference, right? That's the difference between a pass or a fail or a 60 and a 90. And genuinely, you could, as long as you followed the formats that Mm -hmm. they basically set out, and you often made your own, like you Mm -hmm. tweaked it, but their general format, and I was able to do well in all the exams. Though the papers I did a lot better on before the exam, like those papers, the practice papers, I was doing a lot better, but that's, Generally, because GCSEs get harder each year. He means year. tests. Tests, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. But, um, so, so the practice ones you did better, that's, that's also an interesting piece. Well, that's, it's also just generally the environment. That's probably... Well, you're not I in the test-taking exam exactly. period. And um, I th- it's also just every year it gets harder. It's just right. everyone recognizes that. Like one year they might have a year where the geography exam was really easy... Or something, oh, okay. but that's like. But overall, each year it generally gets harder. Really. But and they also the teachers they did a thing where because most papers like most subjects I had two exams for, oh, so wow. so for math I there was uh, general and calc, and after we did the general paper there was like two days before mm-hmm. the calculator, 
and and he made us come in, and um, he'd literally just go over what what they focused on in that exam. They're not going to really focus on in the next. Right. So he kind of showed us this is what we have to know for the exam. Mm-hmm. These are definitely coming up, which really helped. And I'm here just doesn't doesn't really happen. The, and I also we'd come in early just before the exam. We'd go to his class. Right. And he'd just skim over everything very quickly. Right. And we'd go just before the exam. We occasionally were running a bit slim on time, but <laughs> 30 minutes, wake up early, we'd run down there, and we'd just go over it. And, yeah, it just it absolutely your, saved me. Got your head primed. In this, you were in the zone. But also, I think yeah. for you, because we're going to get into it next, but but that for you really... You, were, you knew what you needed to know. Yeah. And you knew what you needed to do, and it was very clear. And oftentimes, I know my students will ask a teacher, you know, what's on the exam, right? Yeah. And, and just, a teacher will say, well, it's everything we've done. This uh, That's just useless. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, I get it. Obviously, it's what we've done in this yeah. course. But I think for a lot of people, having that really concrete, yeah. this is what will be on it, and you can see the titles and the, exactly. the words, and, and I think that for you was extremely helpful. Right? It's, it's also the... It was just such a big build-up to mm-hmm. it, because it's a, three years for some subjects, two for others. Like, you write three years of GCSEs? Well, I think, if I remember, I might be forgetting, but I remember English, the like the, the beginning of it, and math started um, three years before you wrote the exam. Oh, oh the like, preparation yeah. for it. Well, yeah, so you, you technically that's when you begin the GCSE course. Wow. Then, yeah, and I think for other subjects like geography, it's two years, same with history. But I was actually predicted to do really badly in my exams. Okay. Because I was in the lowest sets for yes. just about all courses other than history and geography. I was, I was predicted, um, goodness, probably C's, so 50s, 50%. Okay. Which I think over here is probably, what's a C over here? Like, C would be more than fifty percent. Yeah, like, like here, a C, C, a uh, fifty would be a fail. Yeah, so, so it's, it's just just the passes, like fifty percent generally. You, why were you being predicted to be? It's just well, I was in the lower sets, and I, it's just most of the kids in my sets also predicted that because probably from previous years they thought well we predicted them way too high last year. But I'm inter- I'm interested. How how did they do, how did they delineate the sets? Was it based on your uh, your marks oh, from the previous yeah, year? Yeah, so it's or? like Christmas exams. Okay, they do those. It's probably may, may, like mainly based off that. The sets were summer exams. Okay. Right. You can often, if you do really well in the class, they'll shift you around. Okay. Which, because I, I. It was it was marks based. It was it was it was. Yeah. Um, okay. Exactly. It was. I'm wondering how many dyslexics were in the first set. Um, there was there was a kid called Ed, who a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Same, like we were in the same house and everything. That just. Just to clarify, houses is um, like you have a boarding setup, and if you're in a house, that's like your family, mm. if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. there's about those of those Wilson Creek, uh, Edgerton, and Seymour, where the boy houses, the a couple girl houses. But that was like as soon as you'd come in, that you'd be put there, and it's just very welcoming. It's like your family within mm-hmm. the school. It's, it's your little space that's yeah. your... Yeah. and you have your own common rooms and stuff in the houses. Right. Yeah. But he was he was in the top sets for everything. Mm-hmm. Though, in English, he was really weak at it. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was just very good at sciences. And he was in mm-hmm. top sets. And, to be honest, that's the only only guy in there that was... 
I think um, a friend called Ollie, he was in a higher Eng- he was in a higher English set than me. He was also dyslexic. Mm-hmm. But there was oh, a, well, you may not have yeah, known there, to there, There's a lot a lot of people don't mm-hmm. even know. Exactly. What were what were your accommodations? At the time, um, I was supposed to have a scribe and a reader, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to use them. Okay. Even though, I was just my mom said that you'll never get anywhere with them, which is a bit silly because I don't think they know the, the universities if you use them. No, but so. you can also use them in universities. Yeah, well. exactly. But anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I just, I just. I didn't, she's unfamiliar maybe yeah, with some of what. Exactly. The, but yeah. I also personally didn't want to use them. And I, I was just given extra time in the end. I, that's all I used. Okay. I think it's 15% is like, not the max, but generally if you just have dyslexia, they'll give you 15%. 15% extra, extra time. time. Yeah. 15. Yeah. 50 or 15? 15, 15, 15 Okay, <laughs> I have to do the math. But if that's an app, let's say it's an hour, 15% yeah, not, percent of 60 is not very much. No. Well, the exams were- You got what, nine more minutes? Yeah. <laughs> but it turns out I actually it was actually perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Though I used up all the extra time just because it's like GCSEs, like every every time I just go through the paper again and again, and I never went out of the exam early. No. I was there till the finish. Right till the end. And yeah, and one good thing about GCSEs, they do tend tend to space them out. Mm-hmm. Well. But you might be unlucky with like art and stuff that you might get two and a two day back or two, to two back to back, yeah. yeah. And that's a bit irritating. In terms of math, did you get a memory aid? Did you have a calculator? Did you have anything? Well, there was the calculator exam. For everybody the, though. Yeah, so there's okay. there's a just a math exam. Non calculator. Yeah, non calc and then there's the calc. Okay. And then those are the two exams. No memory no aid. No memory aid. And though it wasn't like the hardest math though. I think I think for you the no memory aid was okay because we'll get into that next. Yeah. But the no memory aid was okay for you at that point because you were extremely felt prepared, felt confident, yeah, and had no. seen enough of it that the process of what you needed to do was was clear. It was it was it was very like surreal when I actually when I went in there because it's just such a big build up. Yeah. You just like. Were you in a different setting or were you with everybody? I was I was with everybody. Okay. I was um. Like uh, in the gym, big. Yeah, big, big hall and stuff. Just freaking out. And I might have actually affected some of my grades. I didn't do it as mm-hmm. well, but generally it was just sorry. Everyone's very serious, mm-hmm. and gosh, I remember being absolutely so scared. Every exam, it doesn't matter what exam it was, even right. if I. So I'm generally, I was I was predicted actually the only subject I was actually predicted highly in was history, mm-hmm. and I, even that I was. I was shitting bricks before. I was so scared. I was. You're amazing with history. I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, it just reminded I, me. Yeah. I remember so much random stuff, but. So that so so it's it's an intense process and and Definitely. and thing to go through and you and you're saying in the end you did much better than predicted. Yeah, well, I ended up coming out with A's and B's, not wow. a, not a single C. So everything was very high. That's amazing. And but history I actually ended up getting a B not an A which I was really that's crazy well, like it, you lived the for thing, the history <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem was is that I knew that I would do reasonably well I knew I would get a B and above in history right. no, no matter what no matter even what. if I even if I barely revised for it so I chose mainly to focus on other subjects and you were more concerned about other I subjects. was actually predicted a um, I think I was predicting a D in English, so that's a fail. Oh my! 
in uh, my English and I ended up getting an A and wow. I was in the lowest set and like in English there's an extra set mm-hmm. um, it's like four sets I believe instead of three yeah. and I was in the very lowest and no one like, it's very rare for anyone in the lowest set that. to yeah so I ended oh, up wow. doing really well I, I just I think back to it like thinking he uses me as an example to other kids to try and get them motivated. I hope yeah. so. I hope so because that is motivating. Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons I want you in here because I I wanted to get this all your story in here. It's just, it was so weird because I always hated English. It's mm-hmm. like really hated it. And when I was revising for the exam, I just realized it wasn't as hard. It sounds weird, but as soon as you kind of crack the code to it it's really easy and it's, it's a weird I think it's different for everyone but for me I was just I had memory cards and I'd mm-hmm. revise the literary devices like you know, metaphor and stuff oh so I'd revise the definitions of that yeah. before the exam and then I also revi- um, memorized quotes for um, for the literature exam where you, right, have, you to have to relate back the, to yeah. texts or whatever yeah. And um, one of the irritating thing is you don't get the book or anything in the exam. Wow. So you actually have to memorize it for word for wow. word, which is a lot more difficult than here. But Absolutely. But just, in, just with that, and I, we did practice essays, so many. Mm. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, but, you know, and that for you, the repetitive yeah, just, work, the repetitive yeah. preparation, I think, was extremely important. I think, yeah. yeah. Overall, that it, the environment and the build-up mm-hmm. was just perfect yeah it was like a it was just obviously there's I could have done better in certain places mm-hmm. but definitely just perfect and I actually had a biology teacher at the time which everyone didn't like she wasn't good mm-hmm. just across the board it was a very difficult class because mm-hmm. it was almost like a war between the teacher and the students oh, dear. and I'll admit there was I, I often I really just like, kind of sat there and was just watching it and right. I'll be honest it was pre- it was very funny and it w- I was laughing most of the time but it was it was just very hostile environment and she she didn't she a lot of the time it was all provoked by something she'd do um, right and often it wasn't it, most of the time it wasn't really her right. most of the time it was us just messing around right. which is fair enough but it's just the way she handled it was really badly and then it kind of just built up because we had it for two years and it built up. It was the same gang, the just, same group. And, it was just and so, same exactly. Dynamic. It was just the same problem each time. Right. And I ended up um, doing, instead of doing um, the higher level of, of biology, mm-hmm. I ended up doing the lower because mm-hmm. I didn't want to risk it because I literally had learned nothing. Right. But I, what I realized when I did the exam and all the revision I did before, it was so easy. It was the easiest exam I sat. And, I just, and it was just one of the biggest regrets I have is not doing the high level in biology. Because, and it was, it was simply because I thought, because the teacher, like, we barely learned anything. Right. And, but literally, just if you work hard enough yourself, yes. revision-wise, you can, you'll achieve it fine. Exactly. Which is like... Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that, that's, that's where I wanted to get now coming off this wonderful sure. high of GCSEs, <laughs> because that was, I think for you, that, yeah, that was, that was, a peak it was unexpected, me, yeah. um, you, you exceeded any expectations, 
of the lower expectations, and I think you, that really sort of gave you a lot of confidence, and you were feeling very good about that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.